You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Thursday's Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley along with Stephanie Roush. And it's just been a beautiful morning full of... I don't know, full of movements of the Holy Spirit and what, how the Lord is calling us individually to holiness. Um, if you've missed any of today's show, you can find our podcasts on our app, Real Presence Radio, or online at realpresenceradio.com. And our next guest is Dr. Claire Tenike. Thanks for joining us, Doctor. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, yes, I uh, was born into a Catholic family in a small Nebraska town, and I uh, had a lovely childhood. I had 16 years of Catholic education. I got my bachelor's degree from Duchenne College in 1966, was married 51 years until my husband died, and we had nine beautiful kids uh, in 19... Uh, around 1981, we were having quite a difficult time in our marriage. Uh, we had kind of lost all of our initial dreams of, of life. <laughs> and uh, and my husband was really struggling, and that meant I was really struggling, too. I, I kind of had lost, uh, the church had kind of lost meaning for me. I wasn't even sure why I was there anymore. I was what I was called a dead Catholic at that point. Interior, at least, even though I did all of the Catholic things, or most of them. I don't think I was going to confession at the time. Uh, in 1981, I got involved in the charismatic renewal, and and I had rebirth. I was renewed. I became full of life and full of love for the Lord, and I received a great deal of healing in the inner healing prayer ministry, and that gave me a passion for the inner healing prayer ministry. And so I became involved in that and eventually felt called to go back to school. I got my master's degree in psychology in 1985 and my doctorate in 1993. And in 1993, uh, along with uh, other forms of counseling that I was doing, I started working on doing days of renewal. And then eventually for uh, some small retreats, I worked for about 20 years at Star Academy, a uh, youth corrections facility, and uh, and then I had counseling on the side. But I always saw psychology through the eyeglasses of theology because mm. without God, it doesn't take you to the right places. Right. And so um, uh, I uh, eventually, after my husband died, moved from Rapid City to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, I now work with the uh, in the Diocese of Cheyenne with the Director of the Healing and Deliverance Ministry, Father August Caney, and um, I just feel very blessed to be doing that. In 1920, two years after my husband died, I became a consecrated widow, and uh, I just it seems to me my life has been in a forward trajectory since 1981 when I had that beautiful experience of knowing God's love for me. Well, and that's incredible. Like, I just, 
I, I just love how you have had very real experiences of God and just like the way you unite the your spiritual health and your psychological health because I feel like a lot of times there can be a disconnect, you know, like psychological Absolutely. health can seem weird or new Absolutely. agey. Um, In fact, all, all, secular counseling, right. all secular counseling programs teach you to have a disconnect. Right. Now, Doctor, you'll be leading a retreat in Aberdeen in September. Could you tell us what that's about? Yes, the, the retreat is called Journey to Holiness. And holiness is really our goal in life as a Catholic or as a Christian at all. Our goal is to become saints. And for most of us, it's a long journey, and and you know we never we never are able to measure ourselves by holiness. But uh, part of the reason it's such a long journey is we have so many pitfalls, and many of them are psychological wounds, mostly that we don't even recognize anymore that we've lost touch with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faulkner, one of the American authors, once said, "The past is not dead; it isn't even past yet." And I think that's true. We're, we're, we're often guided in our spiritual life, as I was prior to 1981, by deep woundedness. And we can't find God in it. And, mm-hmm. and we're lonely and afraid, even though we don't say that very well. St. Teresa of Avila, one of our great saints, uh, in her, in her book, uh, The Interior Castle, talks about the room of self-knowledge. And the room of self-knowledge has to be one of the first rooms we enter in order to, to grow spiritually. And uh, But not only do we have to enter it at the beginning, she said we can never, ever get very far away from it. If we do, we'll lose what we have. And so, uh, you know, the room of self-knowledge is a lot about, it's what psychology is about, really. And uh, and And yet that has to be united with the presence of God, with what God is doing in our lives. And so uh, that's what the retreat is kind of about. It's about beginning to remove the roadblocks so that we can begin to move freely ahead. And also the tools with which to do that and the tools with which to keep moving ahead. Uh, in, in part, we'll talk about grief because grief is one of those things. Every Everybody deals with grief on one level or another. Okay. But uh, grief is one of those things that can so easily become one of the stumbling stones, one of the roadblocks, or it is something that can lead us more deeply into holiness. Mm. So, Doctor, could you tell us how important it, it is that your spiritual and psychological self are in sync? Like, how does that really relate to striving for holiness and searching for sanctity? Okay. I describe it this way. The, the, our, you know, for one thing, we're not made into compartments. Our spirituality is over here, and our psychology is over here, and our physical well-being is over there, and our sexual experience is over there. We're one. We're one. It's all part of our lives. And it's like cords of the same rope. And, and when you know, one of those cords is frayed, the whole rope is damaged. And, and when you put it in terms of growth, when, when one of those cords is frayed and cut off, it, it hinders the growth of the other. 
for it. And so it, it really doesn't matter if 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 we're not psychologically healthy, healthy, it will it will uh, it restrain our spiritual growth. Mm. And if we're not spiritually healthy, and we're working on becoming psychologically healthy, perhaps that's even more in danger. Because I think psychology alone leads us to false gods. Mm. What would be some indicators that your spiritual self, like this rope, is frayed? A lack of joy, a lack of peace. When, when, our, when we're really spiritually healthy, in the midst of the most trying times, we have joy. In the midst of the greatest grief, we have joy. We have peace. There's something inner within us. And there can be a lot of turmoil in our lives, but we'll still have that inner peace and strength. And I, and I guess, like, what would be the first step? So you recognize the fact that you're not spiritually healthy and you're also not psychologically healthy. So where would you actually begin to work on your whole self? Like, where would be the starting point? Well, I think there's a lot of places you can kind of begin. Uh, and that's one of the beautiful things is God takes us where we're at and and he'll really give us the tools. Uh, and so, you know, one of, the, one of the places we begin is we really have to have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, you know, a, a personal relationship with Jesus, a personal relationship with God the Father, a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so one of the beginning places is when we just beg God to give us that relationship, to say, here I am, <laughs> you know, I need you. I'm nothing without you. Do whatever it takes. Give me that relationship with you. That is a good starting place. <laughs> you know, another starting place is when we become more truthful with ourselves. Uh, and that's really a hard one because we don't even know we're not being truthful with ourselves. I like to say we all have a, an, an inner garbage can and the lid on top of it is named denial. And we keep the lid on tight, not so much to hide it from everybody else, which we certainly want to do, but even more so to hide it from ourselves. Mm. And so we have to begin to become really truthful with what happened to us and, and with what our lives... And, and lots of times we don't even have words for that. We didn't know because we don't have words. Mm. Uh, most people, if they were sexually abused, and you say, well, you ever sexually abused? And they, they'll often say no. <laughs> you ask the right. person, were you just touched in a way that made you uncomfortable? And everybody's been touched in a way that they've been made uncomfortable. But if you're sexually abused, your mind will go right to that. And so, you know, one of the things is, is to put ourselves in places uh, with a counselor, with a spiritual director, uh, with a really trusted friend, where we start talking about kind of whatever runs through our mind in a, in a given hour that we're with them. Mm. You'd be amazed at what comes up if you're committed to say whatever comes through your mind. God leads us in the direction of healing. And healing comes from truth. Mm. Amen. Well, Doctor, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, 
would just like to continue this conversation. Um, I don't know. I'm just sitting here in awe just listening to you. So will you stay with us over the break? Yes, I sure will. Awesome. All right, stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. If you've missed any of our previous interviews, you can find those on realpresenceradio.com or on our app. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Stephanie Rausch. And before the break, we were speaking with Dr. Claire Tenike, who, you know, the focus of the interview was a retreat that she is going to be leading in uh, Aberdeen, Sacred Heart Parish. But we've also just been diving into the relationship between your psychological health and your spiritual health. And, Doctor, I wanted to ask, what are some of the ways uh, that like, what are some of the things that can stand in the way of our growth, um, both spiritually and psychologically? Well, a huge thing that stands in the way is unforgiveness. I think to forgive is mentioned 47 times in the New Testament, which is something about how important it is. Uh, and it's the only thing that's stated that if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. And, and but, but I think mostly we don't know how to forgive. We're just not taught how to forgive. And uh, it's just kind of like this thing that's out there. 
And so we really have to learn how to forgive. And not only everybody that's hurt us in one way or another, we have to learn to forgive God because we've all had moments when we felt like God didn't hear me. He wasn't present. He didn't answer my prayer. Uh, and we have to, most of all, and the hardest one of all is we have to learn to forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hidden wounds that I talked about are certainly an obstacle. If we keep them in denial, they're always going to govern our lives in one way or another. They're like the rudder of a ship that is not connected to the steering wheel. Uh, and a lack of gratitude. And, and we live in a world today that there's so much going wrong, and we can get so focused on everything that's going wrong that we totally forget that we, every day we need to be, it needs to be a day of gratitude, that we're thanking God for every good thing. Mm. And, of course, sin. Uh, sin is a real obstacle, our own sin and the sin of others. But, you know, we've been given such a grace in the sin of our, in the sacrament of reconciliation. Uh, it's it's just simply spiritual accountability and and we really need to realize that uh, that you know we really need to be focused on our own repentance if we want to grow. So, so you're giving people this opportunity in Aberdeen to um, kind of enter enter into the journey to holiness. Um, what does that look like? What what can people expect from that weekend? Well. From me, they can expect that I'll share what I've learned in the past 40 years, in the, both as an inner minister of inner healing and as a counselor, uh, for me to be very truthful, very transparent, and very vulnerable. Uh, because, you know, in a sense, I want a real relationship with these people. Mm. We need a real relationship with God. We need a real relationship with each other. Uh, and they can expect some prayer for healing. I will certainly be praying for them. Uh, what things I hope they would get from us, uh, I certainly hope they would know more fully the love of God for them by the end of this retreat, and that they would have some new tools to use to grow closer to God, uh, to, to, to uh, become more truthful in their own lives. And uh, to be holy enough. Now, Dr. E, earlier you alluded to, um, you know, some of the things that we don't like to look at about ourselves and put in our inner garbage basket. Um, so if people are listening to this and they're like, you know, I, I know I do have some wounds. I have some things I need to work on. But there's just a fear, a fear of entering into it, a fear of being vulnerable and sharing that with others. Uh, what words of encouragement could you offer them, both to attend this retreat, but then also just to seek healing and wholeness? Right, right. Well, you know, I think we all have that innate feel. That's why we have it in the garbage can. We have such a fear of if people see who I really am, they will reject me, which is absolutely the opposite. It's true that they see who we really are. They come to love us more. Uh, so we have their fear. And uh, and it takes courage to come. Uh, uh, healing is a process of vulnerability. And we don't like that word at all. None of us want to be vulnerable. Yeah. 
And yet every good thing comes from being vulnerable. Creativity, relationship, connection. It is all born out of creativity, out of vulnerability. Mm. And and I think that's something we have to face. And, and, you know, we have to reach the point where we say, am I, you know, am I willing to spend the rest of my life kind of in misery because I'm afraid to be open and vulnerable to other people? Mm. Uh, and, of course, to ask God for the grace to overcome the fear. Ask God for the grace to, to do what he wants you to do. Uh you know, when I first walked into my very first charismatic prayer meeting, I wanted to turn and leave. And I felt immediately like, these people are all weird and there's not one person here that I want to know. I just <laughs> wanted to leave. I just wanted to run. Right. But there was another little voice inside of me that said, you're home. You're oh. home. And I stayed. And uh, really, many of those people became my best friends, and I was indeed home. It's where I could grow in relationship with Jesus Christ. And ironically, not only did you stay, but you now you're also leading other people to find that home. I hope so. So, Doctor, we only have a couple minutes left, but um, where can people find out more information about this retreat and sign up? Well, the retreat is at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Aberdeen, and you can certainly sign up by calling the parish. Uh, The number is 605-225-7065, and ask for Kiara Wang, and she'll help you sign up. You can also go to their website, which is uh, simply sacredheartaberdeen.net uh, backslash pastoral. And that brings up a page that you can sign up on right away. Awesome. Awesome. And so it's September 8th through 10th. Are those like From, full eight-hour days? Or what, what does that no, look like? It'll be uh, in the evening on September 8th and 9th. I believe it starts... Uh, I think about 5.30 with a meal, uh, and then and then uh, followed by the talk. And then on Saturday, we'll start with morning mass, have a little breakfast, have a talk, have a lunch, have another talk, and then have adoration. Mm. Awesome. And is there a charge to attend? It's for a free will offering. Oh, beautiful. So if, if you're listening and, you know, you're a little bit apprehensive about like, well, I don't know if I could afford that. Um, it's really, it's the Holy Spirit working in your heart. Like he wants you to attend and doesn't want any obstacles to come in the way. Um, Dr. Tenike, do you have any final thoughts to share with us before we let you go? Well, I say in some ways, the more you want to resist coming, the more God is calling you to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I, and I, and other than that, I just hope that it will it will just be a place where people's hearts and minds can be opened and where they can be drawn into a more 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 deeply into a relationship with Christ. Uh, we will need to be drawn more deeply in, but so there's in the sense there's something for everybody. Uh, we never grow the need to continue to grow. Mm. 
Mm. So I just hope it is a tremendous blessing to people. Amen. Well, I'm, I'm sure it will be like, I don't know, this seems like a tremendous opportunity for healing and pursuing Christ, but in community and fellowship. Uh, so thank you so much for being on with us today, Doctor. We enjoyed yes, it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, God bless. Have a great day. God bless you also. Thank you. All right. Well, Steph, it's it's been an amazing morning. Yeah. What a fantastic morning. What yeah. a great group of guests. I know. It's just um, there's so many people just experiencing, like really encountering the gospel in a radical way, but through different experiences, like encountering the poverty in Guatemala and encountering the poverty of being in a religious community married to Christ. Um, but then also like encountering the part, poverty of your heart and your soul. And, you know, the gospel is filled with experiences of Christ feeling, bringing healing to the sick. And so it's not just like back then, 30 AD. It's like, no, now, like Christ is living, Christ is alive, and he wants us mm-hmm. to encounter him more fully. It's interesting because during the interviews, I was seeing this thread of mission. Mm. Like you have a very like concrete, like going out to another country and living that mission. But also with Sister Claire, like the mission within her own community of like praying for the world and like praying during the night. And then we have this doctor on who's talking about healing and holiness and really like her mission to bring this to people. It's just beautiful. It, it really is. Because like when we encounter Christ, like we're all called to some sort of mission. It doesn't just stay there like navel gazing. It's <laughs> like we're called to go out and proclaim to all nations. And whether that's in the cloister or like on the streets of Guatemala, you know, whatever it is, we all have this universal call to holiness, this call to mission. Um, oh, so exciting. <laughs> Well, we have to take a quick break, and when we come back, we have one more guest, uh, Tracy Kelsey, who works in college and high school ministry at Christ the King Parish. So again, like this mission and leading others to holiness. So um, stay with us on Real Presence Radio. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Stephanie Roush. And we'll be right back after this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 